It's not about being perfect. Mental toughness is about being better able to get back on faster, right? We know we want to be positive. We know we should be optimistic. We just haven't been taught how. Welcome back to another episode of The Burn. I am Ben Newman. I am so excited to introduce you to a friend of mine for over 10 years, Dr. Ellen Reed, who has been a partner with Dr. Jason Self, who's had such a huge impact on my life for over probably 10 years, 12 years, maybe even 15 years now. And I'm really excited for Ellen to share with all of you because you hear from me about mental toughness enough. So I'm ready for you to hear it from somebody else. Well, welcome to The Burn and so excited to spend this time with you. Well, thank you. That's so nice. That's so nice. I, yeah, we go back a long time. We were just talking before this about how long it's been and, you know, how much has happened since then. Um, and I love that. I love that idea of capacity. And, you know, I have to, I have to point to this because this is something that I think about a lot as a mom. I've got two little boys. They're five and two. They both just, one turn, just turned five. The other just turned two. And so, you know, it's really easy to be really busy, you know, we're all so busy, all of us, you know, and, and we talk about channel capacity a lot, you know, all of us are trying to do too much, but you know, one of my favorite shows to watch with my kids, it's called Daniel Tiger. Are you familiar with Daniel Tiger? I'm not, no. Okay. So, well, it's a Fred Rogers production. So you, you grew up with Mr. Rogers. Of course. Okay. So, and I love Mr. Rogers. And so (laughs) Daniel Tiger is, it's a cartoon version that kind of follows around the characters that the kids of the characters that we grew up with. Now I end up learning more about kind of how to handle these parenting situations for my kids than my kids probably do. So I try to sit them down to watch it as much as we can. But so I point of this is that I watched a documentary on Mr. Rogers and Mr. Rogers, Fred Rogers has passed away. And so he wasn't on the documentary, but there was someone on this show that was talking about kind of the impact that Fred Rogers had with this show that ran for gosh, over 30 years in what he was saying about Fred's ability to kind of help kids navigate growing up and, you know, and, and all that that entails and all the difficulties that that entails. They gave this example of on one episode of the show, Mr. Rogers wanted the kids to understand what a minute was. So he pulled out an egg timer And he set that egg timer to 60 seconds. And then he just sat it down and sat in silence for 60 seconds. (laughs) Now, can you imagine? I don't remember that episode. But can you imagine that happening now? You know, a kid's show with just 60 seconds of silence. And what this person who was being interviewed on the documentary said about kind of what that represented for Mr. Rogers is that you know, on the show, again, the show that ran for over 30 years, there was a lot of slow space, but there was no wasted space. Slow space, but no wasted space. And I think, you know, when you're talking about this capacity, 
we become so scared of slow space. You know, we feel guilty for stopping to do the things that are going to really set us up to succeed. And, you know, in the, in the book, we, we talk about a couple tools that are really designed to help you nail what's most important in your life. And it requires people no more than three minutes a day. If you commit to both the tools that we outline in the book, it takes you no more than three minutes a day. But we also understand that it's going to be really hard to get people to commit to that three minutes a day. But that slow space that people, you know, are resistant to sometimes, yeah. it's like, I got to get out the door. Or I got to get on this phone call. You know, that slow space is anything but wasted space. And it really sets us up to be able to perform to our potential, to be able to, you know, be a mom and be a, a working professional and be a spouse and be a friend. Well, another one of the concepts that I, I love from the book, and I think it'll tie into what you just shared about the wasted space or where our, our minds go, right? So the focusing on the right thing, focus on slow space, not wasted space, is the mental chalkboard. And I, I love visuals. Yeah. So the number of examples where you share, okay, here's my negative mindset on one side of this mental chalkboard. And I have to choose to be positive and be a solution-based thinker through relentless solution focus. What's the positive? And even if you have to do it 40, 50 times, speak to us because when people hear that you're a professional dancer, you're also performing at your highest possible level, helping others perform, performing at a high level as a mother and as a wife, right? All of these things, I think people sometimes get scared because they're making so many excuses. So if you could teach as simple as possible, speaking to the slowing down and okay, why is this mental chalkboard important? Why is it important for us to remember? We can choose to think positively rather than allowing that negativity to grow through expectancy theory. Yeah, well, and I think one thing that I think is really important to point out is that you don't have to be great at this right now, right? I think a lot of times people get intimidated and they think, well, you know, I'm not an all-star athlete or I'm not a CEO or I'm not, you know, one of these like super successful individuals that I see on these, you know, movies or I see read stories about. But even better, because that just means you are going to see even more dramatic improvements. And, you know, I- That's a great point. Yeah. That's and, a really you know, great point. One of the things, the first thing that I wrote in the book was actually the preface. And I really kind of laid out there, you know, my struggles in terms of mental toughness. You know, I really, my natural state has a really high propensity for anxiety. And it was kind of one of the things that actually early in the writing process, Jason and I were on a call with someone who um, we were interviewing to do the publicity. And they said, you know, Ellen, I read that preface and you may want to rethink that, you know, you may want to rethink kind of showing that, showing that weakness to people because you're supposed to be the expert here. And, you know, we finished that call and Jason called me back right away and said, Ellen, listen, there is so much strength in that vulnerability and you've got to keep that in there. And I'm so glad that we did because that's one of the things that's kind of surprised me that people have come to me and said that, you know, I read that 
um, that vulnerability and like these thoughts that you were having and it sounded like me, you know, so, so you don't have to be great at this right now. And you don't have to be great at this hundred percent of the time. Like I fail all the time. I fall off the mental toughness wagon all the time. And it's not about being perfect. Mental toughness is about being better able to get back on faster. So that mental chalkboard that you were referencing is such a great concrete tool to wrap your mind around to help you do this. And so if you basically, let me kind of outline it for people. If you opened up your brain, you opened up your, your head, you would have a problem side and a solution side. And this problem side, we're all really, really good at. We're all experts at our problems. We probably have it. It all kind of filled in. We'd have writing in the margins. You write in really small to fill in all that focus that it's really normal for us to focus on problems. Now, we also know that that which you focus on expands. And there's a theory in psychology called expectancy theory. That which you focus on expands. So the more you're focused over here on this problem side, your problems are going to grow. But how do you get from the problem side to the solution side? And this is the key. And I think this is what you're asking about. How do I, how do we teach people as simply as possible to get from the problem right. side onto the solution side? And so it's called the relentless solution focus tool. And I would encourage anybody out there to write this down. And the RSF tool, the relentless solution focus tool comes in the form of the question. The question is, what is one thing I can do that could make this better? one thing I can do that could make this better because we all know that we shouldn't be focused on problems right we know we want to be positive we know we should be optimistic we just haven't been taught how and so instead of just telling yourself all right I need to focus on solutions I need to be positive here that's really hard to do without something concrete that you can use to redirect your thoughts so use that RSF tool. What's one thing I can do that could make this better to get you from that problem side to the solution side? And you made another really great point about you may have to go through this 40,000 times a day, right? right? Until you get a solution that sticks. And what's also really important is that got to redefine the way we think of solutions from total resolution to the problem to just an improvement just something we call this a plus one concept in the book just one I, would, better than I, I, I gotta get you I, I've gotta just highlight that that is so important yes. it's not a total resolution it's a small action step of improvement towards a solution yes. so I'm sorry to interrupt but I have no. to cap because that is so powerful yes and you know what happens is that people get so consumed with the entirety of the problem that they give up before they even try. And, and, you know, it's called learned helplessness. You know, if you, if you you're looking at the top of that mountain and thinking there's no way I'm going to get up there. Right. Versus taking that one step and that one step gives you the motivation to take that next step and then that next step and then that next step. And yes, you're absolutely right that that people looking at the entirety of the situation just cuts them off at the knees before they even get started. So that's why the wording of that question is so important, that RSF tool. What's one thing I can do that could make this better? It's not what's the thing that's going to solve this problem in its entirety. What's one thing I can do that could make this better? And if you try it and it doesn't work, just ask the question again. 
And if you try that one and it doesn't work, ask the question again. Try it, doesn't work, ask it again. And that's where the relentlessness comes into play. And those days when you do have to ask yourself and answer that question 50,000 times, that's not a sign of failure. That's a sign of mental toughness, that you stayed relentless about asking that question and trying to come up with an answer that sticks. I wanna, I, I've got to do this right now. I've got to show everybody this based upon what you're saying. It, 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 there's so much simplicity to what Ellen is saying, okay? If everybody can see this, this book is about 220 pages long and there's about 125 dog years in here. I love that. So I, love I about that. Dog, dog eared the entire book because so much of it was so simple and everything, the solution, what I love about how you and Jason articulate this, it's the empowerment for us to understand it's not a result that becomes the solution. It's the action step of moving away from the negativity. And so much of that, I think, comes down to routine. And you, you, I'm, I'm going to say this with a big smile on my face. You dodged me a couple of times, which I knew you would do because you're so humble. But you still, four to five hours a day, oftentimes, are working as a professional dancer. You're also a mother. You're how important is it, regardless of if somebody's taking on as much as you are, or maybe they're taking on a little bit less, or somebody's taking on even more than you, how important is a routine that supports staying committed to being solution-based? How, how important is a daily routine? I think that is it. It's got to be the daily routine, because again, it's normal to get consumed with the problems and be over, become overwhelmed. That's normal. Mental toughness is abnormal. And so if you're not committing that daily consistent training to developing and maintaining that mental toughness, you're going to default back to that problem centric thought. And again, the training doesn't take that long. It takes three minutes a day. If you're going to commit to the success log, which we outline in the book and the mental workout, which we outline in the book, it takes you less than three minutes a day, but it's slow space, right? And when you find yourself, let's say this, let's say you get the book, you read it, you're excited. It's like, you know, like any like honeymoon period. Right. And you're like, okay, I'm going to do my success log. I'm going to get my mental workout done. There's going to be days that you think, all right, I just don't have time for this or I'll do it later. You know, life isn't going to slow down, but when you're tempted to put off that slow space so that you can get to the next thing, just remember that Fred Rogers moment. Remember that Mr. Rogers episode to me, that was so powerful. It was that important to him to spend 60 seconds on his show in silence. Mm. And, and so I think, you know, the question of how important is the routine, the routine is all of it, right? It's, it's the consistency of rewiring your brain towards mental toughness, to be able to keep your focus on your control points for success and keep your focus on the most important things that you need to be doing on a daily basis that are going to get you to where you want to be. Because you don't have to do everything in a day, but you've got to do the most important things in the day. I'm, I, I, you know, I don't have to do everything as a mom, but I better make sure that I'm instilling confidence in my kids. I'm not the Pinterest mom, you know, I'm not that, you know, I wish I was, I'm not, you know, but 
but I know that my priority as a mom is to make sure that my kids develop confidence. And that's what I focus on as a mom. And I know that I've got my, you know, my most important activities as a dancer and most important activities as a coach. And I don't have to do it all, but I better be doing the important stuff with consistency. Mm. It's, it's so powerful and consistency and habits and action. And so everything you highlighted, and I, I, this is going to be a, a great thing for you. And Jason's a team player. It's going to be a great thing for him. But Jason's book, 10 Minute Toughness, yes. went down as one of the fastest books to get to the top of all of books in the history of books on sports psychology. It's one of the all time most successful books on sports psychology. This book is going to catch it and be it and probably end up being the most important book on mental toughness uh, probably ever written. I mean, as much as, as the success 10 Minute Toughness had, but this is so simple and the stories are so great and it speaks to the athlete. It speaks to the business professional. And here's, here's the final question I, I have for you because it's something that I always encourage and I try to do it in the most loving possible way because you did mention mental toughness is abnormal. The pursuit of your highest possible level of performance, that's abnormal. That's not natural. And so many people today in the world, they want to tell us how great they want to be. But when we have a conversation with their action, we find out really how important it is to them right now. And so when you talk about the, those daily little action steps, how important is it for people to just give themselves permission to take action? Because we, we can't just talk about it anymore. Yeah. We have to take action. So how important is it, knowing that this is abnormal, to give yourself permission and to believe in yourself and to take action? Well, you know, self-confidence is the number one variable for human performance. And so I think that's where people fall short in taking that action is because they're lacking the self-confidence. And so if you, you know, I love, I love Ben, how many dog ears you have in that book. And, <laughs> and, and so, you know, I, I would say that, and we even say this in the book that don't try to implement everything in the book, pick one thing to start with. Pick one thing and get all over nailing that one thing. And what that's going to do for your confidence is it's going to teach you that, hey, I said I was going to commit to that one thing and I did it. And that's going to fuel your confidence to then say, okay, I'm going to pick a second thing from the book and I'm going to start implementing that. So don't try to implement everything. Start with one. Start with one. And when you're consistent with that one thing for a bit, then add another, then add another. But I think a lot of times people really cause themselves to underperform by trying to do everything. Again, you don't have to do everything, but you've got to do something with consistency. So pick one thing and really work on developing that self-confidence to fuel the rest of the, of the journey. Ellen, you are awesome. Your energy is awesome. Uh, it's Thank just you. phenomenal seeing the continued success that, uh, that you are having. Finally, you and Jason, I know you guys have talked about it for a long time, writing a book together. Now you all have done it. It's incredible seeing the success of the book thus far, and it's just scratching the surface of the impact that it's going to have. And I just want to say thank you for taking the time to join us on The Burn. Well, thank you, Ben. Ditto. You're the best. And I, you know, I think one of the things that I love so much about this book is that 
it really is for everyone. And I know, we, you know, when we started um, kind of talking to the our publicity person, you know, it's we had we had to market it as a business book, you know. And I guess that's like I'm not in marketing, but I guess it's like <laughs> marketing 101 that when you try Pick to make everything, you know, you try to market to everyone, you're marketing to no one, right? But like this is the book for everyone, and I think the most impactful stories in there and the most impactful kind of reactions we've gotten from it are not the ones that are necessarily like, hey, you helped me make X amount more money this year, right? And that certainly is, you know, people do certainly find great deals of success from these fundamentals, but it's the stories about how this really impacted my marriage or this really impacted my relationship with my kids or this really impacted my, you know, my stress levels. Um, and so, you know, Thank you. I mean, I, your, your words couldn't be kinder and, you know, you're just the best and I'm so happy to be here. Good to well, see your face. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, th thank you so much. And uh, tell, tell Patrick that, uh, that I said hello and it's awesome seeing you guys grow in your family and, you know, to everybody watching, I, I want you or listening, I want you to consider this. Once again, mental toughness is abnormal. Try one thing. What's read the book and then identify one thing, or even just from today's interview, what's one thing you can start with now until your book comes from Amazon or until you can get to the bookstore to pick it up. And then what I would also encourage you to do is really pay attention in the preface of the book. You know, Ellen talking about that transparency vulnerability. I found for me in my life, the periods of time where I've been knocked down, those are the greatest coaching moments that I have. I always encourage leaders to be vulnerable and transparent. I love that about Dr. Self. And so every single week, we want to connect you to that burn, that fire to be your best. Continue to join us, continue to share, continue to subscribe, tell others, because it's episodes like this that make a difference. It's encouraging people to drive that self-confidence by taking daily action steps that'll make a difference. Make sure to pick up the book, Make sure to continue to join us for the burn and we can't wait to see you all soon.